0: Hello and welcome to Airbyte Live at 5 on uh, February the 15th on a nice sunny day in Reading. Tonight we have uh, Rizard and Ross and Alex, myself, gathered around the microphones. Ross, you want to kick us off on today's topic?
1: Alright, today we're going to be talking about the fear of launching or why launching sometimes takes so long. Um, and kind of the variables around that and, and yeah, just have a bit of discussion around it.
0: Yeah, it is an interesting topic for sure and we want to talk about launching products and also we've got Rizard, the designer so we want to talk about kind of releasing designs. The designer. <laughs> <laughs> Rizzo, the, designer. <laughs> the product designer. Um, launching designs and you know it's really anything that you're putting out there to be to be judged.
1: Yeah to be Any, anything in the public eye. Let's exactly say. yeah. yeah um, that your peers can judge you on.
0: Yeah, and anything that kind of opens you up to failure because that's what happens when you release a product, you launch an app, launch a website or a new design, put a new design on a dribble, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You're opening yourself up to criticism and failure.
1: Yeah, so should we start with uh, personal experiences? So I'm looking at you, Rizal, putting you on the spot. Um, Yeah, have you you ever, um, you know, sometimes it's not knowingly,
2: but have you ever had a fear of launching anything? I mean, yeah, I think... I don't know ironically it's something that never occurs to me like until it's a few days before the deadline that i'm just like oh crap this is actually going to be going going out to a lot of people yeah. um it's just going from that phase of like an idea phase to kind of like in a sense the production and then the release and that's that's where you start freezing up because when you start thinking about the release you start looking at what have i not done right before this release um so yeah i mean my most recent personal um experience was um a website i released last week which was me doing a day, a monthly challenge um and it was a new like it was an, it was a bit of a new approach for me and i was nervous because i didn't know i don't know how the crowd would take it was it clear enough um, was the message being put forward well enough and it's just yeah it was that whole sense of i coded something originally and i kept i kept going back to change it to make it look cooler okay um so how long
1: was that period between you maybe doing that first uh you know
2: mock up or prototype to actually putting it live last week? Um I mean I think I was a, I was a week late. Okay. Um and I think that's actually good for me because yeah. um I've come a long way from deciding I'm going to redo a whole website <laughs> <laughs> that became nearly 2 months late to um me being a bit more stern. Um and I think it's something I am slowly learning, um, and I think I've gotten much better now. Uh, but it's just the idea of just accepting that even if you release something that you're not entirely happy about, it's still out there, and the only best the best way to improve is by getting reviews rather than relying on your own assumptions.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll cover a bit more about um, yeah how we can combat the fear. Um, and yeah,
0: Rizard, um the website you're talking about. Your d- was it the design challenge one?
2: Yeah, so I was calling it yeah, calling it verses, um, and yeah, it was just it's the most it's probably the most random thing I have done um, thus far, well in the last in the last two years because as as a UX <laughs> coming from a UX UI um, perspective, I've always tried to plan things I've done um, and make it seem like it try have sense, but then this website was more about it was more conceptual, it was more about ideas and. It's not meant to make sense from the beginning. It's We're just designers trying to improve our craft um, and we just want to show the world what we can do. So it was a very more artistic kind of like random vibe to it. So that's why I found it very hard to switch off that um, thought process of what would people think straight away to um, this is just something I want to do and let's just see where it goes from there.
1: Did you find, uh, so did you find yourself kind of worrying what people would think like in terms of would people you know because obviously you've built up quite a reputation you know you've done 10 years of of kind of being in this industry now and you know making yourself known in terms of your own brand was you were you worried that you're putting your own brand on the line in terms of putting something like this out there or was that not really an issue
2: for it, this yeah, particular launch? it wasn't it wasn't in terms of you could say put my own brand on the line. It was because I'm in a sense, I think a lot of designers or a lot of developers as well can relate to the fact of, I thought I'm a perfectionist. Um, so a lot of designs I released, even as I said, my website, the reason it took me so long is because cause it was a 10 year anniversary website. I was, I was thinking I want to make, to show quality in what I've produced. Um, whereas the reason I felt this was different is because it wasn't, it wasn't um a fixed plan it wasn't something that i had an idea of what i'm going to be doing with it in two months down the line it's going to be random it's going to be a bit spontaneous um so that's why i was nervous not because i thought it would change the idea of my brand but it was just the fact that i may show the weaker side to my designs and the weaker side to right the way i think and that was kind of scary because i'm just like all this time I've tried to keep a uh, reputation of strength in what I do. Mm. Um, However, that might have also slowed down my learning process. Okay. Uh, Have you ever
1: bought uh, a domain name and then never done anything with it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have like five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, same. Um, Yeah, I think that's kind of my experience of it. It's just been, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm reading a couple of articles at the moment around how so many people just you know, have that initial flurry of kinda of like, oh, this yeah. would be cool and then end up never actually launching that product. And and that's kinda of what we're trying to talk a bit about today is how how come that mindset fizzles out so quickly. Um mm-hmm. and actually one one of the figures that's coming back, which is kind of a thing we always talk about in the office, is the eighty twenty rule, where actually only twenty percent of a project is actually fun. And so that initial twenty percent you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's actually really you know, interesting, you buy the domain name, you do you've got all yep. these grand ideas and you think this is gonna change the world and then reality kinda of sets in. Um and then that's where it becomes this this fear of launching or fear fear of failure or even fear of success where people are actually fear, fearing that, you know, they have to oh they might have to change job or, you know, they might have to leave mm-hmm. their job or they might have to um you know do support or and all these things mm-hmm. and actually have to start promoting it. And a lot of people, particularly with developers, you know, they're quite introvert. So once they've like built this really cool product, might be one of the best products in the world. Uh, you know, they haven't got anyone to market it because, and they don't really want to market it because they're, they're not yeah. in that mindset. That's yeah, that's a really common theme, and that's um, something that's been kind of trending up quite a lot.
0: Yeah, and I mean that's the kind of the fun part, as you said, of kind of starting a new venture is all that bit at the start where you've got a blank canvas, and you know, you kind of have that dream of of what it could be. And when you start getting to the point of, you know, near completion, that's one of the things that can hold you back because that's when that dream becomes a reality. And that's when that dream can be shattered yeah, with a launch yeah. and, you know, no one really, maybe no one batting an eyelid. Exactly. But you expect everyone to you know stand up and clap.
1: Yeah. And yeah, we've been um, kind of through the process of a lot of startups that have never actually released a product, but they've been going for two, three years, multiple rounds. Um, of investment and yet they still haven't launched a product because there's always an excuse and there's always a reason for this failure yeah um and again i think it's, it comes down to you know some of them are genuinely genuinely uh, genuinely unlucky but some of them as well there is this fear of you know maybe success or failure um another point as well that i want to point on uh pick up on is kind of um our own experience in terms of so with ruckstack so we obviously did ruckstack uh Mm -hmm. late last year which was an internal product that helped you uh collate uh collate multiple items from different retailers into one basket or you know one shareable list and we obviously went through kind of not necessarily a fear of failure with that um but there was definitely like this fear of launching where we didn't want to push a product that wasn't quite ready or we didn't deem quite ready and how did we i mean we never really got over that for that particular product um, and then it kind of ended up, you know, fizzling out and we haven't worked on it yeah. in a couple of months now. What would you do differently?
0: Uh, I think it was kind of the ambition thing, you know, as I was just talking about the kind of big picture, the the dream of the product, you know, all these different users using it for all these different use cases. And when it came down to the kind of, like you said, the actual kind of like marketing side, you know, we started thinking about cost cost of acquisitions, yeah, you know, after the fun bit design and developing, all that good stuff. Once it came down to the right, how can we get these this into people's hands? Um, that's when it kinda of became like, oh right, we actually really need to kinda of rethink this, rethink the plan. Um and that that's hard 'cause you're you're taking that ambitious big picture dream and kind of being like, right, we need to kind of scale this right down. Yeah. And is this is this even ready for this one user, but user, you know,
1: um, case? Um. Yeah, and um, I think what we would probably do differently is, I mean, we did try and get into people's hands as soon as possible. Like we did a bit of testing yeah. and um, kind of get got some traffic for it to kind of gauge some feedback. But I think we would want to kind of stick with that a bit more. So again, a lot of what I've been reading is that once you hit that twenty percent, just launch, like mm. you know, get it to as, as launchable as you can, and then people will then start dictating where that product should go and hopefully that will give you the motivation to get up to like the 80% mark of, of finishing that product. Um, if you, you know, if you can't even be able to get a 20%, obviously then th- that product has no hope anyway.
0: That's when you uh, just leave the domain name. Well, exactly, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and But there's also actually getting like between that 20% and the 80%, which is an art in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, myself included, launched like a little website that I maybe hacked over a weekend and then never touch it again. And um, so it sits in kind of your portfolio, but it's not really anything presentable and you're still a bit, you know, embarrassed by it. And that's because you don't have the time or the resource to put into it after that point. Mm. You know, getting, again, getting that motivation by actually giving yeah. it to users and, and forcing yourself to be motivated by these people that are actually trying to use your product, even if it doesn't work out, even if they're having a terrible experience, persist because that that's helping shape what, you yeah. know, your motivation to hopefully to carry on that product. But what is interesting about that is what you said. Is
0: when you have that website, you know, web app packed together over the weekend and it goes into your portfolio, it still has that um you know, it has the opportunity in in your eyes and people, you know, you show like oh this is in my portfolio, it still has that opportunity and the chance to be something. Yeah. You know, we have the tech we worked with with Ruckstack, you know, we could if that was sitting in a portfolio somewhere we can say, oh, it had this great opportunity. It, it, it could potentially do all this different stuff. But because we did kind of, we got to that kind of point where we we're like, right, let's actually try and sit down and, you know, get out there. Mm-hmm. That's when it actually kind of, we realised that maybe not. So, it's kind of like, not almost punished, but, you know, it's a lot easier to sh- to showcase it before and, be, and have all that ambition. Yes. So that's like, I mean, that's why it is... Yeah. Yeah. And hard. We,
1: yeah, and we fell into that trap of getting kind of too excited in that twenty percent. Like we we and you know, we were trying to validate it as quick as possible and the problem with that product is that it took a lot of effort to even just validate the product because we didn't even know if the tech was like feasible, so that's why yeah. we spent quite a lot of time on it. But um Yeah, I think yeah, going back to you, Rizard, um have you kind of yeah, have you got any more insight into kind of products that maybe you've gotten to that twenty percent market and you struggled to make it into
2: yeah, Any I mean, that. I think I've been involved. Um, I've been involved quite a lot of projects that have definitely in that 20% mark. Um, and there'll be times I'm in the team, we're working on projects together. And it's when that fear starts hap- um, starts appearing. Um, that's when I start to lose interest. And I'm not saying it as a negative thing on the team, but it's also, is a lot of, it's the effort that comes afterwards that is not fe- it's not feasible for what actually should be. Um, I personally feel like a lot of the times that I've gone back with a team and they said, oh, we need to change this before release. It's kind of like a client with scope creep mm. um, before actual release. Um, no, we need to go back to change this. We need to go back to change this. Um, oh, we j- I just talked to this one person. I really feel we need to change this. And it's always that like hesitation yeah. that makes it extremely boring. Um,
0: it's a lot of friction when yeah. you, when you're kind of overcoming the task. It's a lot of friction in the team and
2: exactly, and it's it's also it's just it's just that point when you're just you just feel, um, and this is something I've learned the hard way, and this is why I'm actually so interested in UX is the fact that I hate assumptions, um, and assumptions are good in certain areas. However, if you're solely basing your assumptions on dis- big decisions for products or even delaying releases. Um, then you're doing it wrong. Um, just because that's where I lost a lot of interest. And I think teams also rely on excitement personally. Um, I think I read something similar saying that if you start showing negativity in the product you're even building, um, then how do you expect your team to be motivated to keep building it? Um so that's that's the reason I personally feel well, that's that's been my experience with um with product projects like that. Um and I think good examples, personally for me, is um, when when you build something and you show you show like a good amount of people. Um, like I have probably I've probably built five different portfolios in the last year, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> 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 I <I've> believe like one every couple months. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> um, um, I was actually obsessive with it because um, I was so keen to get something solid. So even the one I released recently is a miracle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it was just that fact, um, I kept going back and I kept showing people, I even applied with those portfolios um, and when I got when I got feedback, I kept refining, I kept changing it, and that to me, I feel is a good spot to be in um, rather than me stopping doing a portfolio based off, I think, oh this um this height isn't great, I need to go and change that because mm-hmm. like, people won't like that height or something like that, you know. Yeah. Just over, almost overthinking it, right? Exactly. Never never actually
1: releasing. As well, there's kind of this problem of, I say problem loosely, mm-hmm. but there's this idealist uh, value that, you know, if you launch a good product, you'll get to number one on product hunt, day one, job done. Um, and I think, you know, it's kind of been ruined, like generally, like software launching stuff has been ruined almost by that, like hacker news type effect where, you you know not well, 99 probably more than 99 percent of launches don't actually get noticed and you know that can also be really demotivating kind of coming back on your point negativity yeah. creeping in you know have you ever experienced that and then like the post-launch kind of uh there's like a oh, i can't remember the name of it but like where essentially you might get like a couple of uses but then after that it kind of tanks and then no one's using your product um have you ever had that kind of experience
2: I think yeah, I have a have I have had a similar experience with that, um, and I think it's a very relevant experience because <laughs> that experience was a very it was very random, um, and I feel quite quite a lot of projects um, that people work on. Again, as I said, assumptions are dangerous, so this is why I just don't like them. Um, it works both ways, but um, pre-launch and post-launch. So if you release a project without actually even doing proper market research or even talking to people about it um then i mean you must be you'll you'll be if you're insanely um, clever then obviously yeah the product will do well but if you're if you haven't done any research then i guarantee it probably will fail because it's based off your own assumptions um so that's the only experience i've had because the product that we did um they just asked me to design something as i was designing it i was like have you guys done any research? They're like, no. (laughs) And they still released it anyway. Right. Um, And it didn't get a lot of traction. Mm -hmm. And it was a bit annoying because after they they released it, it was in the sense of they weren't even listening to what the users were saying. Okay. So that was the kind of friction I was getting from that project um, because it will be, oh, this other company's done this. Well, we're not that company. Mm -hmm. Um, This is your your product. Um, And that's, again, a dangerous loophole that, quite a few people I've worked with have fallen into is always comparing themselves to another company um, post and before launch um, just because Facebook now has live doesn't mean live on Instagram would be great you yeah. know what I mean it's just it's it's also yeah it's just in terms of perspective but that's been a problem for me
1: yeah I think um, yeah we've been involved in like various types of different launches some huge successes some failures some um, you know, short-lived success and others um, a lot more sustainable. I think there's no real, well, actually there, there is a real, there is a correlation between like the amount of research or the amount of uh, thought process, but there's also actually been a correlation between the people that have just got it out there rather than like refining for two years this product, uh, you know, th- there's no actual correlation between that and success. So like even if you spend two years building your products, it doesn't mean it's going to get successful mm-hmm. um, compared to, product that might have taken six months has been a bit rushed and, you know, it's a bit um you know, usually like informed decisions but, you know, not terribly uh deliberated. On. Yeah. And then um there's also the degree of luck, right? There's always a degree of luck. I, I once released a Apple T V app, um, that randomly like got like twenty thousand downloads on day one. Still don't know to this day where that source came from, but it got loads and then nothing ever since and you know I have nothing to attribute that there was no di- there was no like amazing design or ad- and I built that in a day so it makes no yeah yeah, no like there's n- sometimes just not any logical sense between like what's a good launch and a bad launch so it shouldn't demotivate you even if it is a bad one but yeah. you should take note and say are we doing anything wrong is there anything we need to address and hopefully you'll find the motivation again to continue yeah
0: and that's kind of like reminds me of the story of Steve's Touch Bar Center app <laughs> got some press coverage, and that probably didn't take him long at all. No,
1: it <laughs> took about an hour. <laughs> Featured on Mashable. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> Who knows? So I think one of the other reasons we've got, we've touched upon it briefly, but it's it's like does it get to that point of the launch where you don't feel confident in your own ability to do X, Y, Z? You know for something you put together over the weekend Ross. Yeah. Um, yeah, it might be a great, great um, web app, but it might not look great. Um, or you might not know how to market it, mm-hmm. You might not know how to, how to sell it, you might not know people in the right industry. And do you think that's one of the main main reasons for for kind of not getting to that final point where it's actually a valid, you know, proper, a proper business, a functioning product business? Um, when i was learning some motion design work at uh, work a couple of years ago i had the kind of idea that I'd, se- I'd contact websites and make you know animations for them for their websites for their social profiles and it got to a point where i i, d- I did the work <coughs> yeah but selling it you know i didn't feel confident in my ability then to to sell sell the product to them and that's kind of, and obviously since then nothing is sold. So there's no, there's no yeah. launch. Yeah, absolutely. There's a website, there's a, but there's not a, there's not a functioning business or product there.
1: Yeah. I think that's where it comes to just being a bit shrewd in, uh, you know, either how you market your products. So whether you, you know, if you're a solo founder and you're, you know, you're not a good salesperson, then you're going to have to try really, really hard because you're going to be out kind of out of your depth. And that's, that's also a good thing because it means that you might come of course, from, come from a fresh approach. Um, you know what you know what I've done and s- myself and Steve have done is start building up a team to complement maybe skills that we don't have, um, yep. which is obviously another thing that you should think about doing, but don't expect people to work for free um mm-hmm. and I think once you start building up that team that you think okay now we, you know everyone's covering kind of different aspects of it. you should hopefully start to gain a bit of confidence and you start should start feeling like all right, we can actually you know build product like we know we can build products that work well um we know that we can make them look good and we know that we can sell them so like now you've kind of got all the um criteria for success yeah. um yeah and just kind of launched in into that i've yeah i've never had like amazing success in selling software um especially on my own simply because i'm not like a grade a salesman yeah. um yeah, and I think it's gonna be a problem for people that come from the other spectrum. Like we get people down here that, who like can talk to talk and yep. and can sell products all day long, but they have nothing to sell or nothing of value to sell. Um so yeah, you just have to find people that compliment.
0: Yeah, and I mm. guess that at that point where where you know you've got your product, um it's that bit where it gets hard and obviously you're gonna a lot of the time people take the path of least resistance. Yeah. You know, you've got an evening in spare, do I wanna do this? Oh, that's quite hard, I probably won't be able to do it, or do they where they start looking for the next domain to buy, because <laughs> yeah. that's what they're good at. You know, that's what that's what they're confident in themselves to do. You know, you're gonna open a new design file and start mocking something up because yeah. the other one might is, not be ready.
2: Is that kind of like impulsive kind of need to do something new all the time? Um, I don't know. I feel I feel there's a phrase for this. It's kind of like it's based off Tinder. I can't remember. But <laughs> is that never being satisfied? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I used to be like terrible with this, like especially
1: during university. Every couple of days, I'll be buying a new domain. It was it was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> um, just because I find, yeah, I find like when I'm uh, kind of stimulated and being creative, I am coming up with ideas left, right, and centre. That's that's ultimately why the shelf came around. Like our idea where we, you know it's just a board, a trello board, where we put all our ideas in, and that's simply to kind of avoid this problem of always latching onto that next uh, thing and getting excited about the next thing. It's like, well, wait, you're 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 meant to be fully focused on this thing and again if you find the right people who can compliment you they should also compliment you kind of that sense they should be there to challenge you as well to be like oh why are we working on this yeah why why are you getting distracted um
0: it's just the value of the team which obviously as a team you get those other dynamics such as a sales design which you might not be able to do and and with that comes the right we're working on this you know you can't just run off and buy another domain <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> you can can't buy the domain <laughs> all day long <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just don't go build building any products or uh. yeah so there's a there's big talk at the moment in the kind of startup space and there has been about kind of embracing failure and you know failure where failure is a badge you know you should try and fail as much as possible yeah but in reality it's a lot easier to say that than oh, to 100%, go ahead 100%. and you know put yourself out there like that <coughs>
1: Yeah, I I don't actually enjoy working in an environment where there's no uh, fear of failing. So, yeah, I thrive in like a failure kind of uh, risk level. So, yeah, like when we started there by obviously, uh, you know, there was huge, huge risk um, leaving a full-time job, going, doing this thing, not not that much guaranteed income for the next uh, X amount of months. Um, And then you know, after if you after that stage and you kind of, okay, now we've got over that and then you kind of latched on and that's kind of where I've transferred my kind of fear of, you know, of you know, kind of, uh, what was the word you used? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> Tired. Latching on. Yeah, like latching on to the <laughs> next idea. Um, yeah, I've kind of transitioned that into like, okay, how can I, you know, have that fear of failure again? It's a bit weird to say that, but it is like, that's kind of what we're, you know, kind of do because it lights a fire under you and, you you and it gets that. you. Yeah, you it need gets need you that. working. Yeah. Um, in terms of like failing, uh, I mean, yeah, probably fail. I haven't ever had any like huge failures. I've obviously had like launch product launches and stuff. Yeah. that you know, failed. Ruckstack, I would say, is yeah. unfortunately a failure. Like it's, it hasn't changed the world and yeah, you know changed I mean, shopping and retail yeah. online e-commerce <laughs> as we hoped. But um, yeah, I think. There is there is this movement to have it as, as you say, the the failure badge. That's quite yeah. an interesting term. But um I, yeah, and I think it's one of those things that you should have. You should have, like, this kind of sense of what it's like to actually fail. And, you know, if a product launch doesn't work out, it's all right. Like, do something yeah. else. Um, yeah. And you, you, I think that's kind of where the art is between, and it's a very fine line between doing the same thing for three years and failing, you know, m- pretty miserably and, and never launching a product versus you know validating your product very quickly learning if it's going to work out or not being persistent with that and knowing when the right time is to give up um, and try something else because and I, I I like to think that that's something that we're quite good at is is being able to determine what's the valid opportunity still and yeah. what's actually just a
2: lost cause yeah and I think I don't know I don't know if we're going in a full circle here um but I, I also feel it's um in the sense of establishing whether you're a dream or if you if you actually understand reality. Um, <laughs> and it's not even trying to be in saying that in a harsh way, but I feel going back to what we're saying about the fear of launching something. Um, let's say you put in the product and you 100% believe that this product is going to be the next thing, your next full-time job. Um, that's a, That's why I think the fear aspect comes in the most, rather where... If you're just doing something for the sake of doing it um if you have an idea, you think it might work, you just wanna roll out quickly um and I think there's kinda of like two sides to to this to this um talk um I mean, what's your opinion on it i feel is that is that state of ha being a dream or if you're trying to base it off and being realistic with yourself of what when to yes you said when to give up
1: yeah uh I, I mean, it's not, it's not an exact science because it really does. There is a lot of variance, and I, I can only really talk about like the people that we've seen, um, because obviously we've seen some people go, di- like different sides of this. Um, we've seen some people give up way too quickly. Mm. Um, it's ourselves included. Actually, we've done, we've definitely given up too, too quickly. Uh, in some cases, like we built, um, there was like I think an early prototype, um, ages ago of this game that was like location based, and this was like when before the location hype. Um, and it was called Pickpocket. And it was, you know, a really interesting game. We kind of concepted it, and then we we're like, eh, I don't think anyone would play it. And then a couple of weeks later, literally someone released the exact game <laughs> called Pickpocket. It was exactly the same, like, that weird inversion And it, you know, hit the press and did really well. And it was something that we were like, oh, and that's always been one that we've kind of wished we persisted with. Um, but at the same time, that was a short blip. And, like, if you think about it, it wasn't a career... Change. and I think the reason why we dismissed it is because we were like that's not going to make us loads of money that's going to that's not going to make you know us successful long term or anything like that it's going to be a short lived maybe a bit in the press and that's one of the reasons we kind of gave up on it and we were kind of proved right so again it's kind of coming back to that realism and foresight but it is it is super difficult all right i think uh yeah i think we've chatted long enough now about this topic so uh <laughs> yeah we, we just hope that people are inspired and don't you know don't have a fear of failing, just get out there. <laughs> yeah. um, there you go, problem solved. Yeah, all right. If uh, Yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for listening. Cheers for listening. Catch you next time. Peace.